All right. Welcome back to the Spicy PL Podcast. This is episode 56. <laughs> Big Babble here. Big Joe Cap. And out in Lake Livingston, Texas, we got a call in from Mr. Squat, Scott Dobbins. What up, dude? What's up, man? Uh, yeah, man. Let's get this thing going. Yeah, first, let's just mention, you know, we got some exciting news on the sponsorship, Quest, uh, the Quest Nutrition and Athletics side. We got to announce some uh, some supplement winners and some some uh, some new updates. Yeah, so the nitrous winners, pretty good, uh, pretty good jokes on the uh, YouTube videos. Uh, Swarzel Ben Hyman just said the only joke you can think of is raw lifting. I kind of like that, and Austin Brown liked that too. He said this is definitely a winner. So hit me up on DM and give me your address, and I will send you the nitrous, or else I'll find you. It looks like you're – I was afraid you were German with that handle, but uh looks like you're out in Colorado. So uh, let's link up, and I'll get you the nitrous. And then our second winner is Josh, Josh Sudelman. He was actually the first guy to comment, and he had a joke that said, why did the powerlifter get evicted? Because he was squatting. And he said, I'll see myself out. So mm-hmm. corny joke, but he said he wanted to keep it clean. And we appreciate that. And uh, it really hit home for Babel. Yeah, I mean, we, we know a thing <laughs> or two about squatters. <laughs> uh, I mean, basically the reason I bought this house is because I couldn't continue living the dream with Joe in the apartment because there was a, a second unit to the house that we were living in that I was supposed to move into eventually. And so I, I was sticking it out for... 17 months living in the in, living room in the living room in a bunk bed and uh these squatters they're not leaving they ain't going nowhere they ain't leaving and so it doesn't look like there was going to be an apartment for me at any time in the near future so i just bought a house it sucks we like had to split the gym up and everything. i mean we still have like we we had so much stuff we basically each have fully functional powerlifting gyms so yeah. you bought some dumbbells but yeah like, and the pump state, the weeder pump station. Yeah, I got, I got to get some stuff, but we 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 divvied it out, so you guys still have a nice a nice gym dungeon. Yeah, we it's, fucked you over, though. We got yeah, all the good stuff. It's all right. <laughs> it's good. But so here we are in my home. Joe came to visit, slept over. We we stayed up real late last night and uh, played some cards for old time's sake. We got to play some Rocket League later before you leave. Yeah. All right. I'm down for that. But anyway, back to uh, Quest. So congrats to those two guys. We'll send you nitrous. Hope you love it. And we also have some breaking news that we have discount codes. A lot of people have asked us for discount codes. Um, Keep in mind, these are the first discount codes that Quest Athletics and Nutrition have ever done on their website. So use them. And if we can get them where, you know, people are using them a lot, we will come, you know, we will eventually have better and better codes. So spicy 2021 is 5% off. And then CAPP CAP 2021 is 10% off the stack option. So if you're ordering, um, if you're going to the supplement page, there's actually a something called the CAP stack, which I think is hilarious. Sherman loves this, you know, loves this stuff. But it's uh, a unit of each nitrous, uh, hardcore, and BCAA extreme. So you get 10% off that, which is which would be pretty good for on all those three. Yeah, that's free and money. I think the stuff is already on sale right now, last time I checked. So apply the codes as well. See what happens. Message, uh, message us about it. And um, I'm going to use them when I need to order cases above and beyond what we get sent yeah. through the sponsorship. Um, because I do go through the hardcore and BCA Extreme a lot. Um, Find the IG page. <laughs> yeah, and there's also an Instagram page for quest athletics and nutrition so give them a follow if you just search them on instagram they are up and running and our boy james Fang is trying to get that going and we'll be sharing posts from there on all our uh, personal igs so um yeah pretty exciting news i'm pretty pumped about it scott what do you what do you think man this is this is just such like an anti-quest move being modern you know? <laughs> yeah. but i think it's good it's good. The more people need to know about the green goods, it's been a hallowed secret amongst us for a long time, but mm-hmm. we're willing to share it now and spread it to the winds. Yeah. I mean, Sherman has been sending out a case of the hardcore, the best, you know, lifters in the USAPL for like 20 years. 
You know, like yeah. I can guarantee you like Dennis Cornelius, Jesse Norris, Dave Ricks, oh, yeah. Brian Siders, they all will tell you about how, how they use hardcore. And um, the reason is because once you use it, like you realize how good it is. Like I drink it before I go to bed and I've been having crazy dreams lately. Like the ZMA, I think oh, in yeah. it. And I'm not like a crazy supplement buff, but all I know is I could feel at least the sleep benefits, which I think aids my recovery. And that alone, yeah. plus all the glutamine in it. Um, it's and good it's recovery. good that I think it's, the best recovery supplement, just a pure recovery supplement. You know, that's not a yeah. protein. There's some collagen in there. You'd have too. a strong mind yeah. to yeah. take it because the dr- the dreams you're going to experience are going <laughs> to. If you're if you have a weak mind, they're going to rock you. Yeah, they're pretty trippy, dude. I've been tripping out, yeah. but it's been good. So if you're just if you, even, if you mix it, <laughs> if you're looking for a kick, you know, just a just a high of like some crazy dreams. You know, get yourself some hardcore. Or if you yeah, just like orange fizzy, <laughs> if you like orange fizzy drinks, oh yeah, dude! If you stack hardcore and melatonin, you're in for something. Yeah, <laughs> I love doing that. <laughs> I, I told you about my uh, my hyperbolic time chamber hardcore induced coma before Dubai. Yeah, I slept for what was it like eighteen hours one night and then twelve the next, and then squatted nine after my heaviest training lift being like an eight sixty miss. Yeah, it, it, it was like a sensu bean. <laughs> Of recovery, <laughs> dude. That's what we're gonna have to do at the Airbnb. You just uh, just copped us for uh, yeah. open worlds. Yeah, <laughs> you want to just get get into? Well, yeah, it. we got to get into it. Right. So, um, <laughs> so go check, go get some hardcore. Yeah, obviously, yeah. hardcore. Bub. Use a you won't, you won't regret it. We're gonna post the discount codes on the YouTube. Yeah, but uh, I mean, there's a lot that's happened. You know, since yeah. the last podcast, we thought that this this uh, this Australian bloke. With the the white wig and the wooden teeth was gonna, you know, make a ruling in favor of the athletes yeah. as it's his track. We record. thought he was our savior. We thought this this old wooden tooth motherfucker was gonna motherfucker look like Thomas Jefferson or something. Yeah, we thought Ben Franklin was gonna fucking. <laughs> he didn't do it for us. So me and Scott have been like an emotional roller coaster. We we never were in the mood to do a podcast about the stuff, but. I'm glad we didn't because something changed every day and now I finally feel we're at like a settled point where we can talk about this stuff with good perspective. So like a little over a week ago, you know, Scott calls me and we're just like super depressed. Like the ruling came down, USAPL suspended with athletes also for 12 months. And, you know, there there was nothing we can do about it. And so you're like, shit, we're not going to Worlds, man. This sucks. A whole weekend we're talking like... Should we just go with Ian and like never come back to the USAPL? Like, meaning go US Virgin Islands, yeah. like just kind of go rogue at that point? Because, yeah, Ian had already gone, and we were like, well, like that's kind of crazy. Like, he renounced his USAPL membership. No one else had done it. Like, yeah. it was a pretty permanent move. But then it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, me and Scott were kind of weighing the options. Like, me, my situation personally was like, I was thinking about doing it because I feel like I'm kind of coming towards the end of my like high competitive career i'm not gonna say i'm gonna retire from powerlifting completely but at least going on these international trips and and stuff at super heavyweight i was gonna wrap things up hopefully by the end of next year and uh but for scott it was like really stressful because scott's very highly involved in the usapl through a lot of things um texas state chair you know um coaching lifters texas a&m so I feel like it was weighing on you more, Scott. Like you were super stressed out. Yeah, it was constant, constant. Just like you got one, you got the angel on one shoulder, and then like the devil on the other. It's, yeah, you know, they're both whispering in your ear. Like, be selfish. You know, care about yourself. You know, you only have so many meets left. Do it or nah, stick around because you can be good for the sport and outlast this and. Yeah, it was a lot. And then, like, you know, Friday night, like, Coach Townsend called me, and he was like, Bub, like, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth <laughs> it. You'll never be allowed to coach at a, a powerlift, at a USAPL meet again. Like, don't do it. And I'm like, oh, shit. And basically what I said to, like, to when we were on a call with Mike Scott is that, like, if the whole team does it or if at minimum, like, Kelsey and Scott do it, like, I'm down. 
But like, I'm not going to be the one to go over and like renounce the yeah. USAPL and do it like without people that I care about. Right. Like I, I want to be part of something that's more than bigger than me, like a team or, you know, I'll, I'll ride it out with the rest of you guys. So that was my feeling on it. And plus you didn't know if you would even be allowed on. Yeah. Plus that, like my situation specifically is that like if Kim Walford is in charge of USVI previously, I just hadn't talked to Kim in five or six years. And the you know, last, I never really had an argument with her, but last I heard she was, you know, not a big fan of some of the stances I had taken, um, on social media on like SBD. Obviously <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to the pod. Um, you know, some certain lifters that had failed drug tests and raw lifting in general, you know, she just wasn't a big fan. And like, you know, she is a secretary general of USVI. So we'll get to that later, you know, and how I, you know, went about resolving that. But, you know, this whole weekend, we're kind of just like, man, we just got to take a few days to think about this. This is and like figure this out, you know. And so, well, Scott, you I mean, you were very concerned. You, you ended up, I mean trying to get in touch with the USAPL to try to figure out if there could be some solution for the lifters. And then I think, I don't know if you ever got a response from that, or, but I, I know there was a, a call, you know, on the USAPL as well. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So I was, you know, I was in this really conflicted state for a couple of days and my, my mentality with most things in life is I try to find a solution. Like it's just, it's my, my job is basically just to, to find, solutions to problems and so i'm just like i can't relax like my brain is constantly searching I'm like there has to be a solution for all of this like something like there has to be it can't like it doesn't have to be this just horrible for the lifters and so my what i ended up doing was um i, I wrote the uh, usa powerlifting executive committee essentially um advocating for lifters who choose to lift at worlds via another affiliate these are like the currently nominated national team from usa powerlifting so these are people that usa powerlifting said you deserve to go and compete at worlds um i advocated for those people to be able to return at some point if they choose to pursue their ipf dreams and um in there i make an argument saying that um right now there's essentially with like a lifetime ban you know everybody says once you go to usbi or anywhere else it's a one-way ticket out um i said do these people do like these currently nominated lifters really deserve to face the same punishment as somebody who fails three drug tests as somebody who is found guilty of committing sexual harassment organization do we really believe that that is the same thing like this deserves the same consequence and personally i do not um and that was essentially the argument that i made and i sent that to them on sunday night um and then Monday morning, uh, Larry wrote me back and he said that they're in receipt of the letter and they were, uh, they were considering it, but in the meantime to, um, have all of our open lifters, uh, basically email that Australian judge and just ask him, why did we not get the same deal as the Russians did, despite us, us being USA powerlifting being found of no real guilty doping infractions. Um, cause obviously I think unequivocally people would consider what the Russians did a lot worse than what USA powerlifting stance is on just kind of digging their heels in on the whole water compliant stuff. Mm -hmm. So basically we, we, uh, you know, I, I tried to organize the, as many lifters as I could to send that letter to Mark Williams and just kind of ask him, Hey, why, why, what, what was the rationale? Cause at that point in time, we hadn't seen the actual judge's decision yet. We hadn't seen the actual language that was used. And, uh, then what was it on, uh, we never, I never got a response from the, from the judge, but on Wednesday, Jefferson. Uh, Larry had a, a zoom call with the, uh, with the, uh, the open team. So th those going to Norway. Um, and basically he told us, I think that the quote was, um, we are not in the investigation and punishment business. Frankly, we don't give a damn what you do. Um, which was a, a pretty big 180 on, on existing policy on this type of thing. So I think that it was a, a very good move on uh, USA Powerlifting's part and um, showing goodwill towards the lifters and establishing loyalty. Because I bet whenever all this is said and done, you're still going to get some people that are going to be fond of USA Powerlifting from them not affect basically forcing any uh, 
suspension or punishment on lifters that are just trying to go to worlds. They've already paid yeah. their way. They've already earned the spot. I just want to go. It was a big, it was a big oh. moment. Cause then it was kind of like a, just a relief. Like, Hey, we could do this and yeah. we don't have to live with that stress of being like, ex, like yeah, forever extra, extra, uh, excommunicated from yeah. the USAPL forever. Like does that mean in two years, like if I want to go, coach Bavel at a meet like I can't go like that's you know like that's crazy so I was thinking about that and um you know it was just a huge relief but um you know my personal thoughts going into the week like I was probably going to do it either way because my thought is like I don't think USAPL is ever going to comply and I think at some point they'll no longer be the IPF affiliate so even if we were banished like, I think we'd be coming back to a different, mm-hmm. like, powerlifting climate in the U.S. whenever that time was. And I really think they ate this 12-month suspension just to block a new affiliate from starting. And that's kind of my thoughts on so it. There's, so, yeah, there's a couple different... Yeah, there's a couple different theories as to the, the reason behind why. What we do know for sure right now is... The USA powerlifting has no intention of leaving the IPF. They are going to stay at least for quite a while. They have, Mm -hmm. um, that seems to have been communicated, even though, you know, um, Larry's letter to the IPF, maybe late August said, um, the last sentence is what everybody was focusing on, where it seems that there's no solution other than the separation of our respective organizations. Yeah. Um, It seems that they're still going to stay. I don't know what their strategy exactly is. I don't know if maybe they're going to try to just hang around for a year, maybe advocate um, the case before all of the member nations at the, uh, the Congress um, next month. That is, uh, that's still possible. Even though, even if a member nation is suspended, they're still allowed to attend the IPF Congress every year. And there is a section on delinquent nations where theoretically, you know, the United States could speak to all the member nations about what's going on instead of just the IPF executive because up until now it's really been USA powerlifting versus oh, what 10 people yeah from various countries just all in this committee so yeah um, I think it's I, I would expect that they would not that USA powerlifting is not going to leave um, if they ever do leave I think that will be because they're forced out by uh, the member, member nations voting them out yeah so I think this could go on for like multiple years where people are lifting for usvi and in that case we you know say scott you were doing multiple worlds in a row just take you as an example like um you wouldn't be doing usapl nationals or any usapl meets for a while because you can't be a part of usapl while you're part of usvi you can go back eventually but you can't do both or you yeah, would so face you would what, face what, suspension under IPF code. Yeah, it would, it would be a problem with IPF, not USPL. Yeah. That's right. So we can. There is absolutely you could literally compete, um, you know, for the Virgin Islands at Worlds, and the very next weekend compete at a local USA powerlifting meet. There is no restrictions on doing that. What you will earn if you do that is most likely um, a suspension from the IPF because you're com- part of you're competing in a suspended federation or whatever yeah that is the risk you take i think you're only allowed um, you just can't you can go over and come back but you can't go back again yeah you can't do back and forth you can't do both and even coaching and stuff right is something you need to be careful lifters need to be careful about if they're going to do this usvi switch and then coach people in the usapl or yes be at the meets or be associated if the ipf wants to really stick it they they can they can fuck you over. Yeah. So basically to summarize, I'm pretty like, you know, pretty much the entire uh, nominated team is going to be lifting as USVI. So this isn't something like me and Scott decided to do. Um, once Larry had talked to the entire team, pretty much everybody switched over. And seems like yeah, most they, of the raw lifters have also. It. Yeah. They, I think they did it. Um, just assuming it was a one-way ticket. I don't know if Larry had a similar conversation with the uh, with with the the raw teams or not. Um, I mean, we the equipped people had the benefit that we were still in the preliminary nomination window, where where basically anything could change. Mm-hmm. Those guys are super locked. 
I mean, it was the, the, but the IPF executive committee was able to um, approve swapping their nations this late because nobody, nobody knew was added to the roster, right? Um, for the raw meet, everybody was already on there. They just changed the flag and country name next to them. Yeah. So, so that shows the IPF playing ball um, and trying not to punish the lifters, which seems a little strange because they were, in, uh, in Mark Williams's judgment against USA powerlifting specifically says, I don't think the lifters should bear the responsibility for this, but at the request of the IPF, I'm suspending them. They, they just don't want us to compete under the American flag, probably just as like a, an F you. Yeah. That's, that seems like an unbiased arbitrator, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Third party. Yeah. Super unbiased. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, but, he didn't give them everything they wanted. Um, the IPF was seeking 7,500 euros in legal fees and a 10,000 euro fine. And he's like, a 10,000 euro fine is excessive. They don't have to pay that. 7,500 euros is also excessive for legal fees. I'll award you 5,000 euros for your legal fees. But there's no there's no actual definition of when that's supposed to like be paid or anything like that. There's no time. I mean, in reality, what's, you know, that's that. kind of chump change in a, in a, yeah, that's easy. Like yeah, this. I guess they probably just pay pay that just to stay in the game. Yeah, continue the fight and hopefully. I mean, they're very adverse to any fines, but as we learned years ago when we were kind of like in doping um, like purgatory, purgatory when we had a couple like masters fail at worlds and we were on the cusp of being suspended for just doping failures, which is funny, but um, that's what happens when you send masters. You send a full Masters World team, and half of them are on blood pressure meds. Don't have TUEs. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Cur- I'm curious what this does to the landscape of USA Powerlifting because in the same announcement, they talked about having you know all this new pro series and having a lot of cash meets and like what you know what this means for the the top tier lifters that are going USVI right that need assuming they might want to compete in IPF like. Yeah, they won't really be able to come. I was kind of getting to that because I think, you know, the timing of the pro series announcement was like the 24 hours before the suspension announcement. I think USAPL is planning for not being, uh, not being able to send IPF lifters to the IPF for a while, and you know, worst case scenario ever. But so they're trying to make these this series of meets with you know high end production and and higher cash prizes called the pro series. And it seems like it's funny. I actually thought this was funny because a lot of like the raw coaches and just like people who think they have some sort of opinion in USA powerlifting were like, we should never lift an IPF again. This is great. Pro series, pro series, pro series. Well, guess what all the top raw lifters did? They're still lifting the IPF. And, you know, I think from my perspective, worst case scenario, if the USAPL wasn't the affiliate anymore, they wouldn't last very long just holding like drug-free cash prize meets called the pro series. And that's really like the highest level you can go. I think people would eventually like, you know, move over to what was IPF affiliated. It's just something about it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not sucking IPF dick, but people like it, you know, obviously like, so then you take a, a like Jesus Oliveras, right? He would rather take his chances doing worlds and not worry about this Virginia pro meet, which he was also on the roster for. But obviously I think he knows he can't do both if he plans on lifting internationally for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Unless his plan is to win one world championship, put his name in stone and then do whatever he wants. So like we shall see, but you know, I think there are a lot of lifters who would prefer to do the world meets and compete against the best in the world the only way to legitimately call yourself a world champion is to, to do these meets. Um, then go after a few K like, you know, um, my whole thing with well, the pro series is they announced 200 K prize purse, but I want to know how many meets that's over and how, how the structured, because it doesn't seem like it, it's going to end up being enough money to like really draw people away from other things. With all of this talk about the pro series recently, um, there have been other podcasts that have disclosed the, like the SBD compensation structure that most of your top raw athletes operate under, mm-hmm. um, and it's pretty, pretty damn good. Um, 
so from a if I'm an elite raw lifter and I have to choose between the pro series winning some money or the IPF, which is winning money and a world title, mm-hmm. probably gonna go like for example, they were there everybody always talks about the whole Sheffield stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The the pro series is two hundred grand theoretically over six meets divvied up somehow. Um, the whole SPDS uh, Sheffield stuff was three hundred grand in one night. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I mean, from if you're just looking at how do I make the most amount of money, how do I get the most amount of power? I think how do I get the most amount of international exposure, like all the accolades associated with that and money? If I'm an elite level raw lifter. I'm probably staying in the IPF affiliate because yeah. you get the SPD cash and the world championship swag. And What's the SPD cash? What have you heard? I mean, uh, what have you heard you, on other uh, podcasts? You, you get you get uh, all of your travel to a contest completely paid for. Um, and then if you win your weight class, I believe it's $6,500 on it. That's probably fine. And that's just weight euros. class. And then, and then I think, yeah, and then I think uh, world records are some extra and best lifters are extra cash on top of yeah. that. But whenever you factor in like the travel, like, I mean, like mm-hmm. we, we spend like two or $3,000 just to go to worlds, right? Yeah. Like, so they get all that paid for and then they get like all their, I mean, they get the, the entire fresh new set of everything they wear. You're also, like yeah, you're dollars. also probably signing a contract that you're competing at nationals and worlds, right? Yeah. So like, I think you need to stay in the IPF like cycle to be an SBD. Yeah. Well, you, technically they have SBD athletes who are pro they strongman or whatever. SBD athletes. Yeah. yeah. But I think these payout yeah, structures I, I, are probably built based around mm-hmm. IPF powerlifting. Not like, okay. Yeah. If you win yeah. one strongest man, I'm sure there's some money, but uh, okay. If you win some weird yeah. strongman meet, are you getting paid out? Probably they probably not. have, yeah, they have different things for everybody. Yeah. 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 I thought that I was no interesting. There was, that was like my first that reaction was, the, was the money wasn't enough. The 200 K that everybody's like getting excited about. And like, raw, like, you it's, know, your mid-level great. raw lifters and coaches like, this is the future. Like, I'm like, it's not like 200 K doesn't get your dick moving, you know, the no. way it needs to be to, to divide by six meets. And then what? Like, bunch of weight classes, bunch of weight classes. Two genders. Is it for, yeah. Is it best lifter? Yeah. Is it a weight class? Is it, you know, weight class? Winners? Joe, Joe, what would you, uh, what would you value your world your world games silver medal at? I probably if someone really wanted to buy that off me, they'd probably like it sounds stupid, but I don't think like I'd like ex- you trade the experience. Like what like what the would entire you thing? To? Well like yeah, yeah like, okay. say, say like Am you I selling the medal or the entire experience? The entire experience. Yeah, like if you I wouldn't sell the physical metal for less than a hundred grand because that yeah. like First of all, like if you gave me $50,000, that'd be amazing, but it's not life-changing money, and I really like that fucking metal. And yeah. if I had to sell the whole experience, $300,000 just to me, not over one, you know, not spread out over yeah. a few weight classes. You'd have to give me 300k to take back everything. Like what if there yeah. was another meet, right? What if it was Super Cup of Titans and you could do that instead? And I got invited cash, to Super Cup Titans. It was a cash meet. How much would the cash prize at that meet have to be for you to yeah. not go to World Games? Super Cup of yeah, Titans was interesting. Like if if it was after the next World Games and the the first place was still 30 grand and they they were going to pay my travel to St. Petersburg, which is what they were going to do. Um, I would do it, but I wouldn't do it instead of yeah. World Games. But back then, what would it need to have been? Back then, I was like, or the, they were asking right. me when I was even, 25, even and if I was it idiotic. Was like, right. If it was 50K, I would have said yes. Or but even now, right now, even right now, if you couldn't go no, to the I'd have to win 100K. 100K? Yeah. I think most people's opinions are like from those awesome international experiences that you know, they, they'd rather die. Yeah. Play. I bet most Olymp- Olympians would be like, I would rather die. Yeah, have to like give this experience back. If I had to give back the whole thing, all the international trips I've done and all the people I've met, you'd have to give me like two million dollars to to like erase it. (laughs) It's been awesome. Like, you know, so I I just don't. And I think if Sheffield and World, the combination of World Championships and Sheffield's going to retain the best lifters going to those meets that people want to be. It's like something about I'm not like saying this to down people. I'm saying people want to be under that umbrella they want to be part like oh i i'm only you know 50 keys behind taylor atwood or something in the same level like oh i i got second place to you know russ or at worlds or at nationals or whatever nationals will be in the future i don't think they're gonna be like oh um i won the fucking the pro series weight class i won two thousand dollars nobody cares 
Yeah, there's a there's another argument for that that in you know 50 years you tell somebody that you want some obscure money meet and they're gonna be like what? But if you tell somebody you're a world champion, they're gonna know what that is. Yeah. I mean, like you know, it's, it's the little things. Like if you if you like look at yeah. you can look up World Games powerlifting results from the last you know 40 years since they you know started it in I think 81 or something and uh, you know. If you medal, your name's on there forever. If you win the Europa or like money at the fucking LA Fit Expo or something, whatever these meets are going to be, like, who, what is that? Who cares? Yeah, it goes into the ether. No one remembers it. So you can't yeah. set world records well, anymore. So what are you going to do? There are already two, uh, two big lifters that were, I guess, originally accepted the invite to do the Virginia Pro that are backed out. Um, Amanda Lawrence. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah. And uh, Taylor Atwood was like, nah. He's not doing anything now. Yeah, he's not doing Worlds either. Right? He's probably yeah. just, they're probably yeah. just going to bring him to Sheffield. He's like the golden boy, and he's probably just going to focus on The thing on is, that. is like, if he if he showed up to that Virginia Pro, I mean, it's all just IPF Goodliff formula. Like, yeah. He would just take home $10,000 if he just showed up, and he's yeah. just still like, nah. Yeah, he's, full, he's like got to be SPD's top person, and also yeah. he he's like really successful in life anyway. And he's also got this SBD money. SBD probably said like, don't do that. Do Sheffield and do yeah. this. And is he, he was an like, SBD okay. guy? Yeah. Is he? Taylor Atwood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is. Russ or he's not Russ or he was wearing the Inzer sleeves this yeah. last workout, but Taylor Atwood is That's all true. SBD big time. Yeah. Yeah. He is big yeah, time. Right. I, I like, yeah. Big time. <laughs> 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 I can't say that. Yeah, rest. we can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke. You need to ask me in person. Yeah, but um, <laughs> ask me what. Ask me about Michael Phelps in Poland um, when you see me. Anyway, um, I actually this is like a total sidebar, but I, I, I've always like been okay with Taylor Atwood. Like I've never really talked to him, but he he seems like I thought it was cool. Like he was living in Manhattan. Like you know, me and Alex are from that area. Like riding the subway like doing whatever job he had I, I don't know it seems like it's some kind of accounting or technical job i don't really know but he's like in the corporate world like we are the three of us are and uh he just became really you know he came up really good at powerlifting and i've listened i listened to the podcast that he did with king of the lifts and him and ls were on at the same time talking about their football background and how it translated to powerlifting. like this guy's pretty cool and like he does some obviously he's probably the best pound for pound powerlifter in the world and but the last podcast he did and there he was like i was have you seen this stuff like king of the list keeps reposting it training was so hard i felt like i was gonna die i was so beat down oh yeah no one else can do this i'm like and i was like yo (laughs) are you fucking serious dude you tell me a raw train's like are you gonna go home and cry every night like i felt like i was dude it was the most (laughs) dramatic thing and i'm like this guy needs to like I, I think when you're that good, it, it must be so hard to, like, not, you know, think you're, like, the fucking cast pajamas, which he is. But, like, the way they're talking about, like, how he trained and how difficult it was, I was like, dude, take it easy. You sound fucking stupid. Like, no one else can do this. And now they're, like, releasing a program. Like, here's a Taylor Atwood program. But you probably can't get through it. But, like, here it is. Can you accumulate volume? Like, Taylor? It was just kind of corny. I don't know. I think you have to listen to it to get what I'm saying, but it was just some bitch made shit. Mm. Like, yeah, we're all training. Like, even as hard as it is, like, we're lucky to train, you know, nice gyms, you know, train and uh, train how we want, when we want, you know, hire our own coaches and shit. Like, there's people training on fucking dirt floors and shit. So look at Iron Bibby, dude. Come on. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was kind of fucking stupid. But anyway. Back to the topic. Yeah, I think this pro stuff, it's like I've always, we've said this like 10 podcasts ago, 20 podcasts ago, like these like meets that come out of nowhere that seem really cool. Like, and we were talking about like the showdown and like the hybrid, yeah. like they never last. Yeah. They never last. So, I, I mean, I think it's good for the lifters that they can win some cash. Yeah. It makes it a little bit more exciting. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, it's a temporary high. It's, it's, it's nice, but it's not. It's never going to replace. Yeah, you know, it's a good supplement. It's how, how about Ashton Rushka? Start, though? Scott. What do you know about that? He just said, "Fuck everything. I'm doing the showdown." 
yeah, yeah, I'm wondering if he just isn't even allowed to travel right now because of his military obligations. Like, they just know. won't let him leave the country. I heard through the grapevine that the title sponsor of the showdown also had signed Ashton to a sponsorship, Eat Right Foods. Who, who is that? I don't know. Eat Right Foods? I don't know what the fuck Eat Right Foods are, but that's what I heard through a reliable source that I can't, I can't. Uh, He's probably getting a nice little paycheck and yeah. just do a meet. And He's following the yeah, money. It's probably like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the current restrictions are on military travel. I'm sure they're just not really wanting their officers, you know, flying around the world for vacations. Well, to yeah. Countries talk right about now. talk about the raw team, dude. So they all get on the rosters, USVI. <laughs> Things seem good, and then Sweden announces that um, they're closing the border to U.S. travelers. So is it done? I don't think we'll know. I don't think we'll. Who's know. on the committee? Who's on the committee? So too? I was. So I was reading into this a little bit last night. I think it came out maybe Friday night, mm-hmm. Thursday or Friday night, um, whenever I think Forbes reported on this. Um, but my understanding of reading through it is they're just preventing um, U.S. travelers from entering the European Union through Sweden. Mm. Mm. That, that's a little bit different. So whenever you're going to Halmstad, which is where Aleiko is, like the, the easiest way to get there is normally you fly into Copenhagen and then you travel via ground like a train or something we rented a car yeah and then you cross the border and then that border checkpoint i've been told like there is no checkpoint you just drive Mm -hmm. you're just in the you're in sweden and so i denmark does not have those same restrictions right now so i think you can enter the european union through denmark um if you're flying to copenhagen like do get your passport stamped and then you're just free to drive around everywhere but is denmark part of drive on in i think so Oh, because the EU also starting September sixth, which is tomorrow in our time, is that the they're recommending like wide? Yeah, they're trying. Well, they're to, recommending it, but I don't they're, know if they're like the EU is recommending it. to all nations to suspend travel from U.S. passengers. Yeah, I do know that. Uh, I believe Denmark requires um, proof of vaccination for U.S. citizens to come in right now. Yeah, so there's a little bit of other hoops you got to jump through, but yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, talk about a roller coaster for. The I'm just hoping like, that when we go, when we go through like Amsterdam Schiphol, they at least let us get on our connecting flight to go to Norway. <laughs> yeah, I was I was trying to look through uh, look look at the policy on that as well. Um, I think that there's a difference in immigration and customs, and you normally go through immigration at Schiphol, but not customs. Customs is like when you have your bags, yeah, and stuff. So I think they'll as long as your connection is like within 48 hours, and you I think you. I think you're okay, right? Yeah. Under the current rules, right now, um, the, the uh, luckily the Norwegian Federation seems to have some pull with the Norwegian government as far as already getting us exempt from quarantine restrictions and stuff. So hopefully, yeah. um, they will allow us to still enter via some yeah. method. Yeah, we can get on a ferry we just, from we just spoke from to Newfoundland Marta. or something. Marta said yeah. it should probably be fine, and she's she also said. She doesn't expect it would be a problem for you to get your significant other. Uh, we asked about She said that. we got to ask Morton. Yeah. Morton. Talk <laughs> yeah, to Morton. Morton's the man. He's the, he's the dude. Because like our significant others, you know, they're not members of USVI. <laughs> but yeah. they are our support staff. Because I told Marta we can't be lonely in the darkness of Norway, you know. Yeah, it'll just be me and you and no sunlight. But. <laughs> me and you, shades closed. <laughs> Who knows what's going on in there? Hyperbaric. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. you know, on the raw thing, like I actually like, you know, we talk so much shit, but like I sympathize with these guys. Like I want to see these guys oh, lift. Sure. I want to see Jesus Oliveras and Dave Ricks and Amanda Lawrence and all these really great lifters like get out there and lift. I mean, it's it's exhilarating. It's what the sport's about. Yeah. And like, but I really don't think we'll know <laughs> until we're watching the live stream and if they're there, like, I really don't think so. Yeah, because like, like when their weight is loaded and they actually get to walk out. This whole, and this whole USVI situation, like it's so funny because raw lifters post like every time their dick moves left or right. But like no one was like, I'm making the jump, like making announcements. Like everything's been cloak and dagger and no one wants no, to, One person has. Who's that? Amanda Lawrence. She did. She did. But like yeah. a lot of them, you didn't see anything. I'm like, this is so unlike uh, their community. And it's just, I think yeah. it's because everybody knows that like something changes every day. And you, we really just don't know if we're going to get to these meets or not until we're there. 
So I think it's it's just a crazy time right now. But I'm feeling I'm feeling good about our chances, Scott. Yeah, I am too. We got to actually train now. Yeah. So I don't know. Is there anything about like the USVI that we want to talk about? Like, I, just from my experience, like I think it's interesting, and people people want to might want to know like the inner workings of it. It's like basically, you know, like I was communicating with Gene Bell through text and a couple phone conversations, and when it was time to go, you know, they gave me instructions on what to do. You know, previously you had to sign a paper that says like you're never coming back to the USAPL and me and Scott were really nervous for that moment, but we didn't have to do that luckily. So now we're members of the USVI Powerlifting Federation. And then after I did that, as I previously mentioned that I didn't think I had the best relationship with Kim Walford, who's the secretary general. I texted her. I said, hey, been a long time. We should probably talk. And she said, yep. And so then we had like a 15 minute phone conversation. And uh, she didn't really care. Everything was cool. Um, I told her, you know, I told her I had matured since she last seen me. But that's not true. She just doesn't listen to the podcast. So, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, I I do, you know, I had a really great conversation with her. And it's funny because before she was kind of like, you know, upset with things I had said on social media, we were, we were kind of friendly. Like we had each other's phone numbers. We hung out at meets. Like I, I was always happy to see her and I would, say I was closer with her than, you know, just any other random lifter. But, um, so I'm glad that me and her, the conversation, we, we vibed right away. I think it'll be good. I said, I hope I'll see you in person soon. Um, but yeah, man, we kind of talked about like the end game of USBI and she basically said there is none. Like she's just really doing this because she cares about the lifters and I believe her. Cause she's like, I know all you motherfuckers are going to leave once it's over, but she's yeah. like, maybe you'll come do nationals next year. I was like, I'll come and hang out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sounds like a great time. If Ian does yeah, it, if we I'll... make the world games where, yeah. Yeah. If I make the world games, I'm not going to be looking Working. to do any national level yeah. meets, but no, we're, not, we're not doing anything. We're not going to be working. We're not going to do anything. Yeah. I told my job I'm fucking taking a month off shit like that. But yeah, no, it, the inner working, it's actually a lot more simple than you would think. Like it's just, you know, if, uh, yeah. talk to Gene, Gene's the head coach of our team, and then Kim's the secretary general. You get your membership set up and fill out all the paperwork and pay the fees, and Kim is going to take care of our nominations just like any other federation would. So it's a pretty simple process. It's just to get to that point where it was like time to do it was a lot of work that went, a lot of work and stress that went into it, you know? Yeah. So all you people that we're, are curious We're, we're out very there, lucky it exists. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, just the opportunity itself. I, I told Gene, like, it's an honor. It's going to be an honor to lift uh, with Gene as our coach. I mean, mm-hmm. Gene's a legend. Gene's the man. Gene's won World Games before, maybe even two. I don't even, I don't, I don't remember, but he's at least won one. Um, and he's won multiple world championships. He's just a great dude. I've always had a good relationship with Gene. So I'm pretty stoked. And obviously, like, I'm excited because our team is kind of, like, back together. So me, you, Ian, yeah. Newt, um, you know, Tran, everybody else I'm forgetting, Alex. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be a great time. Ahmed went to his, oh, Greg his Johnson. native home country. Yeah, I, we Greg talked Johnson. about that with Marta, how Ahmed's – I mean, that's good for Ahmed to lift as an Egyptian. He can do that, but he can come back to the U.S. now. So um, in a couple yeah. years, if that's what he wants to do. But uh, yeah, my man Greg's on. Everybody knows I love Greg. Have a little. Yeah, Greg is a national treasure. We got to protect Greg. Protect yeah. Greg at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never, never let him go on the dance floor alone. Yeah, and I always see the girls' team. You know, want to see Kelsey lift and some of the other girls. So yeah, it's gonna be there good. Go. So we're just glad, man. There's really nothing else to it than that. You know. Yeah, very, very grateful. Yeah. Very, very grateful um, for all of this. So moving beyond that, something I thought was really interesting was um, USAPL then announced when Nationals was. So Nationals mm-hmm. is in Las Vegas in 2022, June 6th through 12th, um, which I plan on attending as a spectator because that's, you know, June 12th is my birthday and I, I can see myself in a casino after watching some lifting. But... June 6th through 12th is also IPF Classic Worlds 2022 because this schedule is just due to COVID where all world championships were moved to Q4 as a precaution. 
to give more yep. time, people get vaccinated, you know, the first year that vaccines were available. Next year, we are assuming, and the calendar says, that's going back to the regular schedule where, you know, um, Raw Worlds is in June. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if that was done on purpose or it's just a really bad miscalculation, but I think the top... Well, it was the... Go ahead. Is the I mean we competed in Daytona like June nineteenth, right? Yeah, but so it's like the, it's like the same weekend, just the next year. Yeah, I mean, but that's a also earlier. a new thing because it's combined raw and equipped, which wasn't a thing yeah. before last year. So it's almost like they want to. I know they were they liked the way the combined nationals went and thought it was a really cool event, which I did too. I really dug that because mm-hmm. then I got to see, you know, I got to watch Dowry mm-hmm. and you know, LS, and then I got to watch everybody else I cared about on the equip day. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was great, you know? So I really, you know, J. Mike was there. Like, that's awesome. Like, obviously, yeah. I want to see J. Mike. So um, I thought it was really cool. So they're going to keep doing that. But, you know, now I think they're in a predicament where the top raw lifters have to choose. Am I going to stay with USVI another year? and lift for at worlds or am I going to do USAPL nationals? Like now I think it's going to be weird because you know, Amanda Lawrence ain't going to show up to nationals. You know what I'm saying? Is Russell or he going to show up to nationals? You know, that's kind of a, that's kind of a tough thing for USAPL to work through. And then these idiots who think that USAPL is like going to overtake IPF and popularity. Like, I wonder what will get more views. And I'm like, dude, when Russ Orhe lifts against Brett, Brett Gibbs at Worlds, that gets 100,000 streams, okay? USAPL Nationals does not get 100,000 streams. So I don't think that it's going to be close. <laughs> I think we'll have some sort of indicator um, maybe in February because I don't know what USVI's policies are. So right now they've been extremely gracious with just accepting everybody's Daytona totals. Mm-hmm. But... If so, like let's say like Russell or he wants to remain, um, or like even us, right? Like, let's like say if we want to try to do IPF Worlds 2022, mm-hmm. are they going to make us do nationals? Yeah. Or are they just going to accept the world total? Because if I think that will, it'll shed some insight on what people's priorities are. Because so if you see a lot of these high level USA athletes flying to the Virgin Islands to do nationals, knowing damn well when. USA powerlifting raw nationals is or our, our combined nationals. I would think that if you see them in February, they're not going to Vegas. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that USVI is allowing monthly memberships. You'd think like right now they'd leverage, you know, this to at least do like, I don't know, hopefully they're making some money. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, but I it's, just, it's good. I, it's good of them that they're not, that it's really, it seems like it's just for the lifters, you know, and they're just, yeah. they're just doing it. To, to lend a hand, but I feel like they could have like probably charged more money. Well, I'll tell you this, year membership, if you, you paid know? a year membership, you know, it's less than the team fee we paid. We would typically pay for the U S team. So yeah. it's like, but yeah. I, I paid monthly. I'm like, if I bomb out of worlds, yeah, I guess there's no, I'm probably not going to continue to be a member of that federation. Yeah. And like, thanks for the opportunity. And like, I appreciate it. And I also told, Kim and Gene, I was like, listen, you need, I'm going to go there the whole week. You need me to wrap knees. You need me to coach. Like, that's how I will show my loyalty to you. Yeah. And Kim was like, yeah, that would be nice if you did that. And if you, if, you know, someone asked you about equip lifting, help them with equip lifting. I'm like, yeah, I'll do whatever you guys want to help out, mm-hmm. to thank you for the opportunity. But that's all I could do. I can't, I can't say that I'm going to be around. Yeah. You know, so I'm paying the monthly. I'm saying it's really, <laughs> I'm saying it's really good of them yeah. to, to allow that. Like they didn't have to they didn't have to do that. Right. Like they're in like a, like a, a good spot right now. And yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's very noble of them. I mean, what do you think, Scott? You think there's USVI do a looks, sick vacation looks like nice, for, dude. for Nats? <laughs> I mean, I Saint mean, Croy. I, I feel like I'm, this is a bit like we're extremely grateful for even having this opportunity and just to, to show my gratefulness and commitment. I just, I paid the annual membership up front. <laughs> Yeah, I could have. Just, uh, I don't know. Man. Just like, just to be like, sense. yeah, because I don't. I, I want them to know, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's. I I haven't heard directly from any of the leadership exactly what their in game has. It seems like you have, and they're just willing to basically serve as a conduit to get lifters to worlds and 
right now. I don't know exactly what their what their mission is. I straight up asked there. Kim. She said there's um, just there is no end game. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there, that would be a good indication if some of these raw lifters travel to um, and equip lifters. Like I'm sure Ian's going to do it. Um, but do yeah, that. But you nationals. have people like Natalie Hansen, maybe who shows up to USBI Nats. Trying to punch a ticket to the to the yeah. Ukraine or wherever it is in 2022. I, I think it's in it Denmark. Might be in Denmark. Yeah, it's in Denmark. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be in Kiev, but I think now it's in. Denmark. No, they pushed that to the next year. Everything got pushed a year. I see. Ah oh, man, Denmark's sick. The steaks were so good in Denmark. They have great steak and beer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. time, say, time will tell. Can't say I'll I'll be doing US. I can't guarantee I'll be doing USVI nationals to try and qualify for that. I mean, you can't guarantee you're going to do any mate of your <laughs> hip, my your wheel, My wheels are deflated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Nothing's good. Yeah, I think, I think it's, you know, I don't know if it's a power move on USAPL's part to schedule nationals the same week as Raw Worlds, or that's just, like, because, yeah, we, they had such a successful meet last June um, that they just want to do the same thing, and they, they can't take into account when IPF meets are when they're suspended for 12 months, you know, so... I don't really know, but Vegas is sick. (laughs) Yeah, Vegas would be a great time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Again, I was looking forward to it in 2020, and um, I've never been to Vegas, and I need to go. 33 years old. I need to get out there. Yeah, we're going. We're going. (laughs) We're going. (laughs) Got a sickness. Yeah. So. Want to wrap it up? Yeah. I think that was that. I think that covers everything, and hopefully this closes the book on this shit. (laughs) Yeah, we gotta while. release. Hopefully. I gotta release this podcast quick because shit'll change in three yeah. days. Yeah, we'll look like idiots. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, me and Scott won't be on the final nominations, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. we'll be talking like, yeah. yeah. We're just gonna be going, just hanging out in our Airbnb. Just, I'll consider that. You have to do some convincing, but it, I would be really sad yeah, if have, I was. You have a vacation. If I was around the smell and the taste of worlds, and I wasn't in it. You know, yeah, it'd almost be That's like too we'd much. Have to, we'd have to go, go to the fjords. We'd yeah. have to just yeah. spend our days gazing at the fjords. Yeah, instead of only getting like, like saving up all my energy to lift and then get drunk all in one night, I could just get drunk the whole week with you. <laughs> Sounds kind of like a good time. Yeah. All right, man. Well, appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. We need you when we talk about this, this uh, political stuff because we're kind of fucking. Rec- yeah, like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're kind of R word. Yeah, we're a little bit stupid. We ain't all there. Yeah, you're, you're just you're just smooth. Yeah. yeah, we're a little smooth. You're just you're just smooth. Yeah. So thanks for taking the wake up call. We were up early uh, talking to Marte, and so we just called Scott. We want to bang another one out. So thank you for uh, say what up to Bruce, Dixie, and Allie for us, and yeah, Dax. And I will. Yeah, and Beats. Yeah, they're, they're around. Is Beats with you? Yeah, Beats is here. Oh, that's yeah. so sick. Yeah. And, uh, dude, 104 on the hot tub. My 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 yeah. water. There must be something in my water because 104 fucking boiled Joe alive. <laughs> my feet are fucked yeah, up. You need, yeah, you need, to, you need to get a thermocouple battle. You yeah. need to calibrate your tub. Yeah, it's just not calibrated. I got a little cooked. Like, I'm a little overdone. Yeah. It looks you, like I have sunburns on my feet from... Yeah, it's yeah. hot tub. Hot tub accident. That's good. That's <laughs> Joe good. had to pull out a world. It's hot tub accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, man. We'll 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 be in touch, man. Take care. All right. Have, Catch you later. Have a good day, guys.